First and Fanatic. Hey everyone, it's me and Ben again. We're doing our First and Fanatic podcast. Talk about uh, everything sports. This week we have a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff's happened. The Red Sox let everybody go. And I think we're going to have the popcorn vendor as a pitcher. <laughs> yeah. The Red Sox are going to be pretty rough next yeah. year. Yeah. So we just signed Corey Kluber. He's, I believe, 34. He's not the two-time Cy Young Award winner that he was. So uh, we got him. Yay! That's about the best I can say about the Red Sox right now. Yeah, I I don't know what they're really looking for. I I guess they're just trying to you know look you know look sift through the bargain bin. I guess and I don't know. He could he he could throw a lot of innings if he stays healthy. I mean, I guess they just lost Evaldi to yeah, the Texas, Texas Rangers. Yeah, and Hill went to the Padres or San San Francisco Giants. I know he went to one to of them. Up, and um, so I've heard. And I don't know how true it is that the Red Sox Pirates. owners, he went to the Pirates, San Diego. I heard that the Red Pittsburgh. Sox ownership, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yes, right, San Diego. So, yeah, I heard that the Red Sox ownership is trying to not do good in hopes of selling the team. They want to buy a football team or a basketball team, one of the two, and they're looking to, like, maybe get rid of the Red Sox. So they're not really trying to put a championship team on because they could lower the price of the Red Sox if we do terrible. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. The I think the Fenway Sports Group, the whole premise of their operation is that the Red Sox are just another piece of their portfolio, and they're basically just in the sports game just to make money. And the Red Sox, they've been a obviously they've built their whole you know brand on you know the back of the Red Sox since the since like the early two thousands, and you know now they've got like Liverpool. Yep. Other teams LeBron, around the around the globe, Pittsburgh. so inter, they're an international, you know, sports entity entity, and they're just trying to make money. So if they can cash out on the Red Sox, I'm sure they'll do it. Yeah, listen, if you do it, get ready to do what you got to do. Give it to someone that actually wants to have a championship team. Sure. I mean, like you know, that'd be like the Yankees, like not wanting to put a team together that's great. I mean, that's awful. That's no way to run a team. That's run a team into the ground. I mean, the Marlins did that in like the early. 90s they, they just ran the team into the ground if they won championships and it was awful yeah i just i'm always going to go back to this with the red sox i think it's clear they have no plan they don't know what they want to do with the team next year and they have no long-term solutions for anything and they're just happy to be a middling team and uh, as long as they can get butts and seats at the park they don't give a shit yeah it's awful one team that's doing really good is the boston bruins we did lose to Ottawa, I believe, last night, 3-2. to two. But we're on fire. We're, like, leading the league. Great team. Good team chemistry. Bunch of veterans putting together. Um, but there's a lot of teams out there right now that are, are gunning for us. So it's going to be a rough season. The Bruins always do good during the, the, the season. Then when we get to the playoffs, for some reason, we choke. So let's have the opposite this year. I'd rather you guys not do good, get to the playoffs, and do great. The Bruins' record is insane. 27, 4, and 3 overtime losses. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So. That's I Especially, mean, we weren't supposed to be good. And they're 18 0 2 at home. I mean, they haven't had a single loss in regulation at home this season. So, I mean, they've played a lot more home games this year. So, they're definitely going to have some road stretches coming up, but they're just ridiculous. I mean, they're definitely going to have some competition, though. Carolina, they have a nine game win streak. Like, but they've got a, they've got a five point lead atop the Eastern Conference. So, you know, number one in the NHL right now. Is this a sustainable pace? What do you think? We're, oh, we got some veterans on there, and we're, we've been known to have like a lot of injuries, so I'm kind of scared. I'm like, this looks great, but we tend to get injury-prone, and then once we start getting injured, it's like, like the ball starts rolling, and everybody starts getting injured, and then we start losing. So 
I, I'm hoping it's sustainable. I mean, I really hope it is, but we'll see. Honestly, you know, that game last night, too, the Bruins were in it. Like, they had a couple, you know, they, they went down a couple times in the game and tied it back up. So they put the pressure on. I think the Ottawa goalie just bailed them out. So honestly, the Bruins, they were right there till the end of the game. So, I mean, it's it's really exciting. Every game is kind of like an appointment. It's appointment viewing, you know, like people need to tune into the Bruins because they're playing amazing. Yeah, I think it's great when you have like the, the older teams playing good you know like the chicago's and the pittsburgh's and the bruins because those, those are the teams that really started it all i mean montreal those teams like the core teams that were there at the beginning i like when they all do well i think that that strengthens the league i agree and i think there's a lot of teams in the nhl i mean the nhl is just like the way that the league is structured like they're always gonna have underdogs that can come through and and knock off you know the favorites at any time especially in the playoffs when they go to overtime and one bounce of the puck can change everything i mean the bruins look like a juggernaut but you can't get comfortable in the nhl yeah no i mean a lot of teams look like juggernauts and then they just fizzle i mean look at uh into the nfl the eagles the eagles look like they're unstoppable and all of a sudden now they look stoppable you know? yeah i mean they look vulnerable i mean dallas Dallas beat them. I mean, they just, you never know. They lost Jalen Hurts. Yep, yep. You just never know what's going to happen. I'm a little worried about the Eagles and just because I don't know what the status of Hurts is. Uh, As someone who needs him in in the fantasy football championship (laughs) this week, I'm really concerned, but I picked up Gardner Minshew and he came through for me. So, I mean, I think they're just going to try to get healthy for for the playoffs. If they beat Dallas, they could have locked up the number one seed in the bye week. So they still have something to play for. That coming up against the Saints in the second to last week of the regular season. And they definitely need that bye week to get healthy. I mean, so yeah, they just got Dallas Goddard back. They have some injuries on the offensive line. Lane Johnson tore a muscle in his abdomen. So, I mean, they're going to have to get healthy for the playoffs, and they do need to secure that bye week. So it's not locked up yet. I would like to say congratulations to the San Diego Chargers. I mean, they locked up a, a, a playoff team this year and it's been a while since they've been in the playoffs so great job i mean you guys are dangerous they're a dangerous team they got a lot of talent on that team we'll see what happens with that they're getting healthy too their defense looks good yeah. i mean they have khalil mack you know with the pass rush i mean he's he looks like he's in prime form so they're tough they're gonna be tough to stop they got derwin james back at safety too and he got ejected i don't know if you saw his hit that he put on yeah that was a that brutal guy hit. that was that was a freaking scary yeah, so but yeah, the Chargers, their defense is good. They have Herbert, who is a threat in the playoffs, obviously. If you have a good QB in the playoffs, you know, you, you could uh, make a run. And then, I mean, the AFC is going to be a battle. There's like Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City. <laughs> Please don't say New England. We don't deserve I'm to be in the playoffs. Not, Please yeah. do not say New England. <laughs> I, I don't want to go there. I don't they suck. <laughs> we do not deserve to be in the playoffs at all. That play, whatever Jacoby Myers was thinking on that play against the Raiders. Oh, yeah. I mean... I was, thought I was going to show up to work and he was going to be washing dishes or something, but, you know, just lost his job and he's going to be looking for a new career after that yeah, one. I don't think it's just him. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean the, the week after, uh, what do you call it, fumbled on the five against Cincinnati. I mean, Ramondre. Yeah, yeah, and then Ramondre like, Stevenson. now Mac Jones is under scrutiny for all the like stuff he's been doing. And, you know, frustration does kick in and he has acted like a dirty player. I mean, I'm a, a Patriots diehard. I love the Patriots. I'm sorry, but... As a Patriots fan, you, you kind of did some dirty shit. I, I think that you should be suspended. I mean, you could have hurt the other players, defensive players, and it's not their fault that they're making plays and doing what they have to do. They're just, they, they're better teams than us. Honestly, at this point in the season, like, I wouldn't mind if the Patriots just lost the last two games and 
secured a good draft pick. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of middle of the pack right now. Obviously, they're still in the playoff the race. Defense is good. Yeah, their defense is good. Judon's obviously having an amazing Pro Bowl season. But what are they going to do in the playoffs, realistically? Like, you have to go through all these teams on the road with amazing quarterbacks like Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, even Herbert, who's not having as good a season as he did last year when he scored 40 touchdowns. But, I mean, what are they going to do realistically in the postseason? They, they, maybe they'll compete in the wild card game, or I don't know. No, so gonna do you're going to rely thing. on some juggernaut team to choke? They're going to do the same thing they did last year. They're going to get into the playoffs, and Buffalo steamrolled us, and whoever we play is going to steamroll us because we're not good. Yeah, they're going to beat offensive line is going to beat like you know <laughs> the the pass rush of the the bills and the you know <laughs> i don't know what happened Matt Jones, he digressed he's just not he's not the same player he was last year at the end of last year he looked like he was going to be a pro bowl quarterback he looked like he was going to like develop more and maybe it's because mcdaniels went to denver at uh, denver la and then you know we got vegas. Matt patricia vegas yeah we have Patricia, like, who's a defensive guru, being an offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we be done with him? Yeah. I'm over it. But yeah. I mean, Vegas—they look like they're done too. I don't know if, how how long is McDaniel's leash with the Raiders? Uh, I think he's obviously not fit to be a head coach, yeah. but he had a great relationship with Mac Jones last year. Yeah. You know, he was right there in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. Yeah you have to find a way to get McDaniels back again right? for like the fourth time. I mean, just because there's, there's obviously like something that clicks there with Belichick as a head coach, McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. And then he worked well with Mac Jones. I mean, Vegas, they're six and nine. They look putrid against the Steelers the other night. Derek Carr's getting benched for Jarrett Stidham. We had Stidham. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's a joke. Yeah. state of the the Raiders offense and everything so I mean I, I just think you got to find a way to get McDaniels back here or I don't know what they they're gonna do I don't know what you know they want to do with Mac Jones going into next season but if you can get your hands on a top 10 15 pick maybe uh pick up a stud wide receiver I feel like that's the best way to build up this offense and then get someone besides you know get a real offensive coordinator who can develop Mac Jones yeah because this is obviously not working and you're he you're you're seeing the regression of mac jones in real time yeah week to week and like with the denver broncos i'd like to see someone go in there and like be able to use russell wilson <laughs> properly because like he was he went from like being like the pro bowl quarterback to like this bomb i'm like what happened to russell wilson he's he's just terrible i mean then you got the colts the colts don't know what they're gonna do a quarterback they put nick Foles in the other day and that that didn't work out i mean I think the Colts are actively playing to tank right now. Oh, they just there's a lot of teams out there that I really thought were going to be great. I mean, they had such potential at the beginning of the year. If you uh, listen to our past uh, podcast from the preseason, I mentioned all these teams. I'm like, oh, they got this dude and they got that dude. Look on paper, they look like they're going to be, and they did nothing. Nothing. So did you know this about Russell Wilson? His contract next year, the cap hit is $22 million, and if they were to cut him, they would have 107 million dollars in dead cap oh. and his cap cap hit in 2024 goes up to 35.4 million oh, and then in 2025 it goes up again 20 million dollars to 55.4 million Why and then in that? 2026 russell wilson's cap hit goes up to 58.4 million dollars and then there's still two more years after that of uh, salary cap hit against the Broncos for fifty three point four million, and then fifty four point four million. 
going through the 2028 season. That's how locked up they are with Russell Wilson. If they cut him in 2026, it's a $31.2 million dead cap hit against the Broncos. Why do teams do that? So they're just fucked. (laughs) Yeah, why do teams do that? I mean, that's just a ridiculous contract. I mean, for for an aging player, I mean... Yeah, he's in his... He's in his thirties already. If you get if you get a young player, I get it. You lock him up. I mean, someone that's really good. I mean, fold that money in and get him. But he's at the end of his career. I mean, he was good for one or two years. I mean, even the Tampa Bay didn't do that with Brady. I he's thirty four right now, by the way. I mean, he's, he's still already thirty four. He's still got a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. Russell Wilson's very talented, but that's just ridiculous amounts of money that you tied into one player when you have numerous areas that you need fixed. I mean, Russell Wilson has 12 touchdowns this year. He just passed 3,000 yards last game, mercifully. He, I don't know if people watch that game during, you know, the, you know, Christmas evening. Maybe you're with your families, you know, not watching that abomination of a game. But I mean, they lost 51 to 14. His QBR on the season is 35.1. That's 29th in the league. Yeah, I mean, they they have this guy signed until he's about 40 years old, and his his record setting. contract extension doesn't even kick in for two more years that is absurd it's unbelievable i can't get over how insane this is you know i think listening to a lot of people about quarterbacks and stuff like i think it's funny because now everybody's like oh where's tom brady gonna go when his contract's up at the end of the year who cares who cares tom brady's done everything in the world that he needed to do he's won numerous championships he's surpassed numerous records he can go wherever the hell he wants i mean he, he can go wherever he wants is he gonna go to a contender Absolutely. Tom Brady's not going to go to a rebuilding team. So will he go to Vegas? Maybe. They have a lot of talent there. It's possible to bring Brady in. Is he better than Derek Carr? Yes. He is. He's better. So I bring him in. He can dink and dunk. Obviously, he worked with McDaniels yeah, for a long McDaniels. time. Yeah, he McDaniels. I mean, uh, is he going to go back to the Patriots? I don't think so. I, I, Why would he want to? I, I mean, I don't see him coming back to us. Maybe nostalgia. But like, you know, if Belichick says, look, I'll bring in all this talent and we'll win another championship. Thing, maybe he would do that. I mean... If Belichick promised to bring all these talent in, I mean, wherever Brady goes, people are going to follow because they're going to want championships. I mean, so that's up in the air. I mean, he's probably not going to go. Well, could he go to San Fran? I mean, I think San Francisco is an obvious like possibility for Brady, but I don't know what they want to do with Trey Lance. I don't know what shape he's in with his injury. The 49ers invested, I think it was three first round picks to trade up to the third overall pick and draft Trey Lance. He looked okay. I mean, they obviously targeted him as the guy they want for the future. future. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, they traded for him. He had a relationship with Brady from New England. I don't know if there's some kind of like, you know, thing there. But And then Brady obviously grew up as a 49ers fan. Yeah. But I don't know if that's realistic. I mean, is are the 49ers going to like just bail on the Trey Lance plan and, you know, mortgage everything for to bring in Brady for a year or two? I don't know. I don't know if that's realistic. I think Brady would take a discount. I think he'd go to San Fran for a discount. I think he I mean, they're stacked, so it yeah. would be a perfect opportunity I, for I him. I think he would go for a discount. I think he'd actually be good for Trey Lance's like development cuz he could teach him stuff, you know? Cuz Trey Lance is good. He's a good quarterback. I mean, he's young, he's impressionable. I think if Brady was there and said, "Look, I'm only here for a year or two so we win a championship, but I'm going to teach you stuff that I know on how to be a great quarterback." It could work. I mean, who knows? I mean, but then there's so many good quarterbacks right now. Like, you got Mahomes, you got Allen. I mean, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, what do you call it? It's in L.A., and he's kicking butt. What's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's looking like a Pro Bowl quarterback all of a sudden. And you got Dak Prescott now. Prescott's stepping up. I mean, so there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. 
And then the guy from Arizona. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. He's hurt, though, so I don't know what's going to happen with him. But I mean, I mean, he's probably not going to come back till the middle of next season. He tore his ACL. Yeah, and when you when you have an ACL tear in the you know this late in the season, then it's probably going to take about two seasons for yeah. you to come back to form. Thing about the 49ers, too, they have a great defense. Yeah, yep. Stella I just defense. don't know if they have like the flexibility to, to get a Brady. You know, they just traded for McCaffrey, which costs them even more draft capital. So they basically are completely spent on all, all of their draft picks. Great and, pickup. Yeah, great I mean, pickup. he's obviously <laughs> great, phenomenal. Great pickup. I mean, he's sensational, and you could give him the ball 100 times, and he'd still look as fresh as the first play of the game. And it opens up Debo Samuel. So Yeah, George Kittle's been killing it. Yeah. He's got four touchdowns in the last two games. I have him in fantasy, I know. <laughs> so... Yeah, ben, Benji's best team going to the championship. Going championship, baby. <laughs> Didn't even know. He told me. I was like, I am? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got two teams in the championship this weekend, and they both kind of cancel each other out. So I feel like I'm going to win one and lose the other. I lost my money ones, though, so that's all that mattered. I was like, oh, I'm out of both of those. Speaking of defense, by the way, J.J. Watt, great career. I guess at the end of this year, you're calling it a career. Be with your family. I mean, good luck, man. I mean, you are a great, great player. I think we're going to see him on TV. I think he's going to get a broadcasting career. I don't think, I don't know if he wants to coach or what he wants to do after yeah. he retires. But I mean, it'd be, I think it'd be great to see him on TV. Like, you know, I think he's perfect for one of those broadcasting roles. He's, yeah, three time defensive player of the year. Only Lawrence Taylor and Aaron Donald can claim the same accolades. So, I mean, when he was at the top of his game, he was. Just unstoppable. Yeah. The way that he just blew up <laughs> offensive linemen, he basically ended guys' careers yeah. the way that he Savage. just completely dominated. So, yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. Too bad he had to play for <laughs> Too bad he was stuck with the Houston Texans yeah. for but he was loyal. most of his career. He was loyal. He had <laughs> options to leave, and he stayed a couple of times. I mean, he was a very loyal player. So, I mean, you don't see that nowadays, like, with players they they get the money and they're like i'm out you yeah know? the impact that he had on the houston community yeah you can't, you can't understate that like the, he's raised millions of dollars you know for the city you know for chair charity and yeah. disaster relief and yeah things like disaster that. So, relief he did a huge amount of um, disaster relief funds so so i think he's like one of those guys who's a genuinely good guy in sports and and you, you always hate to see the great ones hang it up his brother tj watt for pittsburgh he's another one who's just as i mean he, they're just as talented yeah as each other so i mean it's cool that we get to still watch tj watt yeah ball out for it the nice rest of if his they career. played together but yeah. I, I see like why they didn't so i get it but it would have been nice yeah yeah that would have been funny you know both of them on the line together i mean there's no chance of running on a team like that no so moving on we're going to go to basketball the celtics are ridiculously good they have some flaws. There are some flaws to the Celtics. They're one of the teams that is like everybody's gunning for. I forget. I was watching an interview with someone from, I want to say, the Denver Nuggets. And they were talking about, like, what team in the West do you want to beat? And they were like, no, we want to beat the Celtics. That's the team everybody's gunning for right now. But they're young, they're hungry, and they look great. The teams that should be doing good, I've noticed, aren't. Like, Golden State, they're not that good. I mean, they went from a championship team last year to eh, the Lakers, but all that talent. Brooklyn's just now starting to come on. But and Steph Curry got hurt, which is a bummer. Yeah, Steph, Steph. Steph brings a whole new dynamic to that team. So, like, he's ridiculous. 
But uh, what do you think about basketball? Well, so that was Jamal Murray from the Nuggets saying that about the Celtics. And I think it's a really good point. Like last year when the Celtics came on, they weren't really, people didn't really expect them to be gunning for the Eastern Conference Championship like that. I mean, you know, they were good and they have Tatum and Brown who are obviously amazing young players. But they were kind of playing, you know, they were they were losing games last year and then they something clicked and, and they finally just like stormed through the second half of the season and through the playoffs to the finals. So they were kind of like an underdog slash ascending team last year and this year. They're the team that everyone's gunning for. Everyone knows how good they are. And that means the pressure's on them. They're going to have, they have really high expectations on them that they need to live up to. And it's a lot different. It's complete opposite dynamic this year. So the question is, are they one of those great teams that can come through and prove to everyone that they deserve to be at the top of the league? Yeah, I, I watched that Christmas day, uh, game with, them against milwaukee and i honestly i was like oh milwaukee's gonna put up a fight and uh we just handled milwaukee like ridiculously handled them i was sitting there going oh my god we're just like destroying milwaukee and even with Giannis, Giannis, even Giannis said it afterwards he goes we did not step up to play this team and that's like something that you don't hear Giannis say he's like you know they always try to be a top of their game Giannis is one of the greatest to play the game and for him to say look you know this team just like totally dogged us i mean he acknowledged the fact that boston's different they Last year, we didn't have a killer instinct, and you could tell, like, we let games slip. We looked at the end, we looked uninterested at the end of the, some of the games, and people caught up to us and beat us. This year, like, we're just like, you know what? We're going to beat you. We're going to beat you, and we're going to beat you as best we can. And we don't care if we have the starters in at the last minute. We don't care what we're, we're going to put those points up, and we're going to make sure you don't come back on us. And I like that. I like that killer instinct. I think it's important that Giannis kind of acknowledged like they didn't play their best game like we're gonna face the Bucks later in the season and they're gonna be a tougher opponent than they oh, were yeah. on Christmas oh, like yeah, they didn't have Chris Middleton Again. they were down all game the Celtics kind of handled them I mean they just you know they were ahead the whole game really and I think that later in the season the Bucks are gonna be you know they're gonna give the Celtics more of a fight so oh, yeah. I and think that trades- was a good performance by the celtics but it's going to be harder yeah and there's trades to be made i mean teams that like are a middle of the road right now are going to make some trades i mean like miami's going to make a trade you guarantee you like teams are going to make trades to get better so we're going to probably make a trade so there'll be there'll be different dynamics with each each team coming up i mean you still got philly you got the 76ers the 76ers and then you got new york uh, there's teams that have chances to do stuff so i'm kind of interested to see what happens uh, the lakers are just bad <laughs> The, I, I'm sorry, Laker fans. Um, you guys are just bad. I mean, <laughs> it's it's just awful to see. I think what is it? What do you call it? Out all year now. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is out all year. It's just you guys need to trade people. Trade. <laughs> Listen, Fourteen and twenty. Yeah, you can need to trade people. Zero oh and seven in the division. Trade people. Trade people. Listen, LeBron's the greatest, but you know what? I'm sure he wouldn't care if he got traded right now because he's not up to be rebuilding every year and he's older and then i mean russell westbrook probably be open to trade so you could trade these people and get some key cogs of like uh, assets for younger people so i just i don't know i I like when the lakers are good so i mean it's pretty rough right now i (laughs) i have a lakers fan who said he's sick of the lakers management and the roster and and he said he would be okay to keep lebron but the whole rest of the squad should be on the trading block i'm gonna read what he said westbrook is an overpaid bench warmer way past his prime ad is a dumbass mr glass and there's no other cap space to get actual young talent 
and it's such a shitty time to be a Lakers fan. He's so frustrated with the Lakers front office. I mean, this is how the fans feel right now, and it they feel hopeless. I mean, I hope 2020 was worth it. I mean, because this is what you have to deal with now. So I just want to point out that LeBron James is the one that brought this talent in. He's the one that spoke to management, asked for these specific players to come in. So it is management's fault for listening to LeBron, but you know what? You're right. They should all be traded. And LeBron too. That's your biggest piece right now is LeBron James. You're going to get more from LeBron than anybody on that team. You're not going to get much from Russell. You're not going to get crap for AD. I, I mean, this is the guy you need to trade because you can get some good draft picks and you can get some good young players. He is the cog right now that is holding the team together. He's the greatest player of this generation. So trade him. Trade him and then look at the future and be like, you know what? This is what we need to do. I mean, it stinks, Laker fans. It stinks. But I like when the Lakers are good. I do. As a Celtics fan, the Lakers and Celtics together, hand in hand, when they are doing good, the league is phenomenal. Then you throw in like the other teams like the 76ers and you know, even the Knicks. I liked when the Knicks were good. I'm sad that the Knicks are not good. The Knicks need to be good. Be good. Trade LeBron to the Knicks. I mean, that Did you like great. when Luka Doncic dropped 60 points on the uh, Knicks last night? No, oh, Luka's just a beast. He brings he's things disgusting. to a new level. I mean, <laughs> he's just awesome. I mean, he's like going to be the next great thing. I mean, LeBron's phasing out, and then Luka's like phasing. I mean, then you got Tatum and all these other young players coming up. I mean, it's going to be good. I yeah. mean, the NBA is looking pretty good. Like they're gonna, The next wave of talent is looking very well. Yeah, there are a lot of good teams in the league this year. Even yeah. as much as I hate the Brooklyn Nets, they've won nine games in a row. They're yeah. in third place right now yeah. in the standings in the Eastern Conference. Like, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the league, and so it's going to be exciting in the second half. I think one of the reasons they're doing well is they got rid of the drama. Like, they're not focusing on all the drama. And you don't hear a lot out of the stuff anymore, all out of the camps, about, like, all the problems, you know, with Irving. You're not, you're not hearing any of that stuff. So they're keeping it all tight-knit, and they're just playing ball. And you know what? That's what you should have been doing in the first place. Just play ball. Play ball, and then you can win. I mean, now that's what's going on. You guys are playing good. You're starting to get your act together. So let's keep that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Winning cures all issues. And, yep. you know, I think, I mean, Kevin Durant, he's in prime form, 30 points a game. Like, they just got to keep rolling. And, you know, it's working right now. Don't mess it up. Yeah. Don't yeah. mess this up. Yeah. yeah. Please do not do anything stupid. <laughs> like, you know, your, your fan base is happy right now. And like I said, I, I like when teams that for years didn't have a good team have a good team. That means a lot to me because as an NBA fan, I like watching the fan base happy in different stadiums. You know, it's it's good. It's good to see these teams start to have their, their team play good and like something to root for, you know, and the sta stadium's full. And it, that that's what it's all about. It's about you know, like having a good fan base and like making the fan base happy. Yeah, the East is going to be fun this year. Like between the Celtics, the Nets, Philly, like Milwaukee, Miami too. I mean, I'm as a Celtics fan, I always fear Miami and like Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He's deadly. Like, I just think there's a lot of exciting teams and it's going to be a crazy like 2023. Yep. But it's all coming together. Like all these teams have something to look forward to. Playoffs are coming for the football. Playoffs are coming for basketball. So things are going to be fun this year uh, coming up. I mean, we'll see what happens. Trade deadlines coming up for the NBA. So a lot of stuff's coming down. I mean, next time we, we talk on the podcast, you guys are going to have more information from us. We're going to talk more about stuff that's going on in the league. Hope you enjoy listening to us and watching us. It was a lot of fun. So tune in next time. Thank you very much for listening and watching First and Fanatic. Peace.